Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Molly Bond for part two of this interview series. If you want to turn into part one, that is episode 92, and that dives into her actual injury, what happened and what that recovery process looked like. Today, we are diving into the continuation of her story, specifically beginning of therapy and what that rehab process has looked like. If you have ever been through an injury or are experiencing injury currently, I'm sure you can relate to a lot of what Molly has to say. And if you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Molly, thank you for joining me again. How are you? Good. Thank you again for having me. It's been a little while. So. It has been, and I am super excited to talk. I've been religiously following you on social media and seeing your stories and your journey, and you have made crazy progress since um, yes. being able to start rehab. Um, but just to catch us up a little bit, for those who haven't heard the first interview, just give a little bit of who you are and kind of a, the short version of your story of why we're even talking in the first place. Okay. So um, for those, you know, my name is Molly. I'm an obstacle course racer and who also likes to run ultra marathons. Um, so, you know, long distance stuff, pretty active. Um, sh short story back in January. So actually yesterday, Three months ago, I had a rock climbing accident and I fell and ended up needing emergency surgery to basically reconstruct my lower leg and my ankle. And so it's been three full months of surgery, then recovery, and now rehab. That's the shortened version. That is the shortened version. <laughs> the long version is very long. <laughs> yes. There's a lot wrong with my foot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So the injury was three months ago. You started therapy when? I started therapy six weeks ago. Okay. So actually five weeks ago. So it'll be six weeks ago in my follow-up doctor's appointment next week. So five weeks. Perfect. And I've been going, um, it's been three times a week for about like an, it's almost an hour and a half between with everything that we've been doing. So now what, time. what sort of things is she doing with you or does she have you doing? when you're there. So, um, we obviously started with a lot of just like mobility and like flexibility stuff. So, um, she will, I'll start off like warming up just on the bike, you know, to get stuff moving. And then she does the grass in technique. So she has the metal tool and, you know, she's trying to like remove some of the scar tissue that's down around the ankle and works a lot in my calves to keep them loose. Um, and then I'll do like a series of, you know, like pointing my toes and flexing my toes and try to like move my foot side and side, uh, like back and forth. And then it's like, I've been adding more exercises every single week. So then it turned to, um, you know, could I balance like holding onto like the table? Like, could I stand up? Could I take a couple steps? Um, my toes didn't like to work very well. They kind of like when they, you like, pushed your foot out they like would spread out like really oddly and that's just from surgery so I've been doing a lot of picking up marbles 
with my toes every single time. It's probably my least favorite exercise because it was incredibly frustrating. I think the first time it took probably 17 minutes, and I'm not exaggerating, to pick up 20 marbles just because my toes would not like come together or do anything. I've cut the number down. <laughs> cut the number down <laughs> since then. Um, but now I'm doing um, exercises like squats. We've started to attempt lunges. Um, with we do a lot of like band work where like the band will be around my ankle and like you know I'll do like kicks and moving like side to side and stuff like that. Um, we've recently started this week with step ups, so like stepping up onto a box and stepping down again. Um, so just you know progressively over the time, starting off with mainly mobility and flexibility and now adding like that strength portion to it. Like over the last five weeks, my calf muscle has um, added four centimeters. Oh dang. Yeah. Nice. Oh dang. <laughs> it looks like a calf again. <laughs> yeah. You know, before with the like the incisions where I had those like cute little indents <laughs> and now they're gone. Now it's actually a full calf muscle. It looks nice. <laughs> Not like Yay. lopsided anymore. It looks kind of normal. <laughs> Always exciting. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, with this, with the progress you've made, where are you as far as wearing a boot, wearing a brace? Are you without? So, um, up until probably a week and a half ago, I was wearing my boot like 100% of the time. Um, he told me to like the first week to like try and wean myself off the crutches. So, I... Um, well, like everything, kind of took it as a challenge to see how fast I could walk without crutches. And it took me about about a little over a week, I would say, to feel comfortable just completely walking without them. Um, they really like hurt my back, I guess, after a little while, like leaning on them and you were like kind of like in the haunched over position a little bit. So the sooner I could get out of those or stop using them, the better. Um, and now I'm supposed to walk with a brace. So if you do follow me and you see me, um, you know, walking, like, cause I'll post, I just did the, uh, a 10 or 10 miles the other day. I did five with a friend for the Yeti virtual, like 12 hour challenge that they were doing. Um, I always have my brace on and I try and stay on hard services. She told me no off-roading yet. So no crazy trails. So I've been listening to that. But around the house, I'm walking without a boot, without a brace, without my crutches, just like I normally would. I have to be very careful with like side to side motions um, because those are still, it's not a hundred percent there yet. So, but if it's a lot better without anything on, it feels great like to be able to get up in the morning and not have to put a boot on or a brace on and you can like walk around the house or limp around the house, whatever however you feel in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that ankle wants to do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's really stiff. And sometimes I, I do like still need that boot just for that little extra support, depending on what I've done. And other days I feel like I could go run and yes, I, I tried to, to run a little bit. It didn't work at all. <laughs> there yet. Walking. We're going to start with walking. <laughs> Yes. When you attempted to run, um, painful? Did it just not feel right? Like what's, what that? Um, I, there's the mobility is not there yet in the ankle, in the ball and joint there. Um, it just felt, I mean, 
relearning how to walk has probably been one of like the biggest challenges that I've ever had to go through. Um, you wouldn't think it would be because you're like, oh, it's just like riding a bike. You can do it again. But like, like, you know, putting your foot down and like rocking to your toes and taking it off. Like I would have to talk to myself and be like, heel toe, heel toe, like remind myself every single step, like put your heel down, rock to your toe. Like it's really difficult when you haven't been able to walk for several months, like to, to learn again how to do it. So when it came to like my attempt in running, like my couple steps, it was like hilarious and it just, <laughs> it didn't feel right. Like I don't have the flexibility still. I mean, my brace doesn't really allow for it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, hilarious. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> we'll stick with walking. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I know you have, not saying you haven't been running, but you have been doing other workouts. What sort of things are you starting to work back into that you weren't able to do for a long, for a while? So when I went to the, the doctors, this five weeks ago, I guess now he gave me the, okay, to do basically upper body stuff. He was like, if you're sitting down by all means do whatever, you know, you can do. Um, and I have only a 10 pound dumbbell set here. So I just did a lot of like bicep curls and lifts and presses. And my coach actually sent me like, here's a like list of exercises you can do. Um, he's been giving me stuff to do like twice a week. And right now, um, it's a lot of like squats and I've started trying to do lunges with lunges. I have a, um, like a wooden pole that I can like hold on to for balance and support. Um, so squats and lunges, I was, we were talking earlier and I had said my PT person is having me do like step ups on a box. So, you know, like putting all of my weight, um, I can actually now balance for like 30 seconds on my leg unsupported, um, mm -hmm. at this point. So, um, a lot of body weight stuff, no more than 10 pounds on anything. That's like the complete max. Um, with pretty much anything I've been doing a lot of core activities. Um, if I'm going to do things like planks, I still need to wear my boot just because it, my ankle won't support me yet holding like my full self up on that, but push-ups, push-ups, you can modify, you can do them on your knees. So that's what I've been doing to get that upper body exercise done. I tried burpees. They're hilarious. It doesn't really work. If anyone's ever tried to do one-legged burpees, I did five. <laughs> Called it a day. <laughs> Is it the going down or coming up that's more challenging on that? Um, so I'm clumsy, as we've realized throughout this whole thing. Um, it is the, it's the coming up and trying to, like, jump up or jump, put your legs underneath you with, like, the one foot. Um, I mean, I can jump one-footed, so that part's not hard, but it's definitely the going from completely laying flat and trying to stand up is quite difficult and it's exhausting. Like I should set my like watch for a workout just during PT because I have sweat pouring down my face after doing like 10 lunges. I'm like, this is exhausting. <laughs> I'm so very out of shape. <laughs> well, then it's, I don't think people truly realize how exhausting like learning something new yeah. can be. 
And like, not that it's like totally new and foreign to you, but your body's trying to relearn everything again. Everything. Like I would get exhausted walking from the bed to the couch, which is probably no less than like 10 feet, like in the very beginning. Like crutches, you think they'd, they'd be helpful and easy? Oh no. I was, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, everything takes a lot more effort. Like even just like standing in the shower um, for, you know, the couple minutes that you're in there, or if you're like me, I like to take longer showers. Um, it's, I have to like sit down after because like, just like having the weight, like, you know, on that foot and everything, like it gets tired very, very easily. So I can imagine. Oh yeah. I'm curious through this process. I, I have two separate questions on okay. for you. What through this process have you found to be easier to come back than you thought would? And what has been more difficult to come back than you thought would? Okay. Um, easier would be, cause I know we talked about this in the last episode, like the whole mental aspect of it. Definitely like, Oh, I, I would say mentally it was easier to come back because once I could start moving again and like being able to do stuff on my own, um, like, my mental state, you know, just like increased like tenfold. Granted, there are still the days where, you know, I have to text one of my friends because I'm like incredibly frustrated. Like when Josh will go for like, you know, a um, like 10 mile run and I'm stuck doing like a two mile walk. Like that's super frustrating. But at the same time, like they like, it, I'm still actually now doing something. Whereas before I was sitting on the couch and he would, go make up an excuse as to where he want, he had to go do something. And I, I mean, I knew he was going for a run. So that was really hard. Um, but now I can do stuff and I'm the one like, like after when we're done, I'm like, Hey, we got a workout we got to do. So like, you know, just like being able to get back into the swing of things has been, um, probably the easiest to do. The hardest is it's almost the same thing. It's, the not being able to do what I want to do yet. So like it is getting super nice out here where we are. And like the weather was like 70 degrees and we were, he was going for a run and I was walking and I had told a friend that I was going to do one of her five mile virtual laps with her. And I wanted to keep going. And I was like, I'm feeling great. Like, this is awesome. Like I'm walking with my brace, like it's gorgeous outside. I want to keep going. But then knowing that I needed to stop because I hadn't walked longer than five miles with a brace yet. So like, you know, knowing that like thin line of what you can do and what you need and like when you need to stop just because like your body's not probably ready for it yet. Because one thing they did say was um, try and limit like the amount of swelling that you get because swelling is going to lead to scar tissue and you don't want scar tissue in your ankle. So. And I, I think that's a really good lesson for people or really good thing for them to hear is because yeah, it's so easy when things are feeling good through this process to be like, Oh, I'm like, things feel great. I can keep going, but we don't know what that next 24 hours are going to feel like after we do that. And so we really need to be smart with it of like, yes, I feel really good, but let's not push it because like you said, that swelling does form scar tissue. And that's the other thing I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, that was definitely like 
one thing the doctor and my PT person has emphasized is like, whatever you need to do, you know, like ice every day, like all day. If you, you know, if you need keep the swelling down, because even my doctor was like, I don't want to have to go back in there and try and clean out some of that scar tissue in like a couple months when you try and start, you know, working out again and doing everything. So that was definitely one like big takeaway that I had was, you know, well, yeah, it feels great. You've already done five miles. Like you do want to go for another walk tomorrow. So maybe you should, you know, stop there. So. Awesome. Um, as far as the mental side of things go, I'm glad you kind of segued into that already. Cause I wanted to dive into that because I know where you were mentally with everything when you couldn't do things. What has this whole process been like for you as far as from once you started rehab, um, what those mental ups and downs, like, what has that been like for you? So it's been, it's been like a combination of like cheering myself on and then occasionally having pity parties thrown in there. Um, a lot of it is like when I get to do like a new activity and sorry, my cat is just, she just wants, hi, she just wants snuggles and she's driving me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so like in PT, we do the same exercises pretty much every single day. Like every week we'll add a new exercise. So it's been really like, it's, it's been such a positive to like watch myself progress, I guess. So like when we first started and I couldn't stand like on that leg whatsoever, like couldn't do anything. Now I can stand for 30 seconds on that foot um, and completely balance. Like I found out the other day, cause you know, I like to push myself and see what I can do and, and everything. Um, I can actually jump off both feet. Granted, it's not very high, but I can still leave both feet and land without pain. Um, I found out that I can um, do like calf raises, granted like holding on, like I, but I can like stand on my toes for a little bit, which is not something that I could do, you know, five weeks ago when I could like barely walk still and just being seeing the fact that I went from getting out of a cast on crutches in a boot to now I can walk not well but I can you know manage to get around my house without even a brace on has been like I like want to celebrate every little step of the way and and every little thing that I do and um so that's been been huge. Granted, on the flip side, it's one of those, well, I want to be running. <laughs> like, and that's like all I can think of. And a part of me has that fear that I'm pushing myself too much. So I have to like rein myself back. Um, you know, like I only try like new things like at PT where she's literally right next to me helping me. It's not something like would, I would ever do at home. So a lot of it is like, I'm scared I'm doing too much too fast, especially when the doctor said, um, my orthopedic surgeon said, um, he fully expects me to walk in, you know, my six week follow up in a boot still. And here I am, you know, walking without a brace. So it's like, you know, is this good or is this bad? Is this going to hurt me like, you know, in the long run? Or is this like, a good thing that, you know, I have been incredibly lucky to go to PT three times a week and 
she's helped me so much. So that would say is like the, the hard part mentally is always having that little bit of, should I be doing it? Am I moving too fast type, type deal? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How often, especially because you are really good, it sounds like, as far as celebrating all those small little wins that you're, oh, yeah. you're having. I'm sure you are like most people too, though, that's like, you know where you were and you want to be back there. How often are you kind of getting to that mind, to that state of mind of knowing where you were and have to just like almost go back to remembering like your small little wins? So I actually consider myself so lucky to have gotten injured this year. (laughs) You know, like I could not have picked a better year to have surgery and have this injury with the fact that, you know, with everything going on out in the world right now, in all of the races being canceled, like I, you know, it, it doesn't really come too much like into play right now because, you know, I'm not missing out on anything really. Like if you look at it like that, like races have been canceled out through May. Well, okay. So I'm, everyone's missing these races. It's not just me this time. Like travel's canceled. No one's going anywhere. So I'm not missing out on that. Um, One thing though that is getting me is seeing all these super cool virtual runs that are going on. Like the, um, the ORM did their 12 hour, uh, ultra virus. And then I know Yeti trail runners did a 24 hour, um, 50 K basically. And I would love anything to like be able to join and do those because being a distance runner, like that's my jam. Like I love distance and running for a long time. Um, so like that part's hard, but then just like ORM, I got in 10 miles in a boot, like, which is the most I've done. Well, in a really, really, really long time. So I'm not missing out. So it's not really coming like too much into play, like, like mentally there because everyone at this point is missing out. So like I I consider myself lucky. Like I've just had extended recovery time, especially because being a teacher, I'm now teaching remote. So I'm not on my feet all day. Like if I need to like be on the couch with my foot up, I can still teach that way. So this was the perfect year to get hurt, <laughs> I guess. Kind of is actually. <laughs> yeah. Which is really bad because no one ever should ever want to get hurt or anything like that. But if I had to do it, this is the perfect year to do it. <laughs> Just as long as my comeback race is not canceled, then we're great. <laughs> right. So, that's, that'd be cool. <laughs> we I have that really hard race, to yeah. get there. <laughs> I think we should also uh, throw in there that your 10 miles was in the snow. In the snow. And I did wear my boot. So, and I had like my crutches in the car. So like I had everything that I possibly needed. My original goal um, for that morning was five miles. And I mean, it was snowing and raining and wet. And um, I got done with five miles. It took me like, I think like an hour and 38 minutes. But I was like, I'm feeling great. Let's go do another five. And it was good up till about mile eight. And then like my body started to crash. Like it was like exhausted. Like I could like barely like lift my leg to like take steps. So I kind of like dragged it for a little while. So I was like, I know my max at this point in time was eight miles. (laughs) It's about eight. 
but um, they're doing it again May 30th, I think. So my new goal is 15 miles. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know. It's either 15 miles with a boot, possibly, or 10 miles in just the brace. So I haven't quite figured which would be like the bigger achievement yet. So, but I got like weeks to figure that out. Either way, without the snow, that will be helpful. Yes. <laughs> Although it's supposed to snow here tonight. And I'm like, it's the end of April. Like, we're done. We're, we're done with the snow. <laughs> right? I can't anymore. Although I did miss most of winter. So, I mean, I still can't do the snow right now. <laughs> so what does the next, let's go like six to eight weeks look like for you? Or what do you think it kind of looks like when it comes to the continued progress and your continued plan? So I have my follow-up next Monday. Um, I'm going to be very curious to hear what he has to say. Because like I had mentioned earlier, he fully expects me to walk in with a boot. Um, and I did promise my PT person that I would at least wear my brace in to see him. So I wouldn't, you know, shock him too much or anything like that. I mean, I don't want to get yelled at because that would not be a, not be a good time. Um, so I know that obviously I'll, I'll continue with PT um, through it. It probably won't be the three times a week. We'll probably drop it down to like two or one, depending on what he suggests. But I can imagine, you know, it's probably going to be, you, you know, the same thing that I'm doing now, like every week, like adding a couple more exercises to it, um, maybe adding some more weight to different activities, going for longer walks, hopefully as long as the weather's nice. Um, so I think it's just going to be, um, I don't want to say like a slow progression because my results are not ordinary. Like, you know, I lucked out with PT three times a week and everything. And I think about if I couldn't go to PT, like how far behind, I guess, is the way to say it, I would be. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's just going to be a, a progression of, increasing mileage and hopefully six weeks um maybe could attempt a jog like an actual jog <laughs> but I feel like that's very uh um what's the word I'm looking for um yeah it might not happen <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see it could be you know very progressive but who knows you know the way you progress already is possible <laughs> never know it would be great and I would be one of those cases that you know, like when you first get injured, you look up, okay, what's the recovery time for this? So my injury was between, well, it said best case scenario is like a year, like, but most people take like a year and a half. So if I can be back to running in a year or before that, I'm going to consider it a massive win. So that's awesome. Do you have, speaking of comeback races, do you have a race in mind that you're kind of looking at potentially? So I do. The race that I want to come back for, and I would be racing open, you know, I, Josh would be with me. A couple other people have said that they'll, they'll walk with me at this point, at this point in time is the um, Utah sprint out in July. So was that January, February, March, April, May, June, that's six months from surgery. And it's more of one of those, you know, just have someone there. I can take my time, like focus on, you know, the walking and like being able to like, maybe I can carry a bucket. We'll see during that time. I'll have someone there to 
you know, help me down off like the monkey bars or like over walls and like little things like that. So hopefully it doesn't get canceled. But at the same time, I feel like who knows in July, like if they're even having races at this point. So yeah, it's all a guessing game right now. Yeah, everything's so much up in the air. Absolutely. Anything through this process that we haven't talked about that you feel be important to mention for just people listening? Um, the one thing that I'm still going to do, like when I guess everything in the U.S. opens up, because um, here in New Hampshire, we just extended our state of emergency shutdown. So is to still um, talk to that sports psychologist, like when it comes back to racing, because while everything's been canceled, you know, I haven't had to like worry about coming down off like a wall or monkey bars or, or landing and stuff like that. Um, I have tried to do like mini jumps and I can do that, but I mean, I'm coming a couple inches off the ground. It's not like I'm dropping from anything. Um, so I definitely still think like mentally, the mental game is going to be incredibly, if not more important than the physical game going forward through all of this. So it's something I'm definitely going to, you know, focus on continuing forward. Yeah. I, I always feel after these major injuries, that's super important to do because there are so many fears that arise when you start getting back to things. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, I mean, I can do step ups, which is, which is awesome. Didn't think I was going to be able to do that because I remember talking someone else who um, had a different injury than me. But she was like, it took me, she goes, probably six months to like be able to like even do a step up. And so now I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. Like maybe, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, Molly, if someone has not started following you and wants to follow your journey, where can they find you? So um, just on Facebook, it's my name, Molly Bond. Um, and my Instagram is OCR underscore Molly. Those are the two places where I've been posting pretty much everything. A lot of, you'll see a lot of my PT exercises. So I uh, try and do a couple of videos a week of like the different things that I'm doing there. Um, and then my walks, cause you know, I'm super proud of being able to walk again. <laughs> hey, it's exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> well, Molly, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate get you getting on with me again. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. This has been super fun. And I really hope that, you know, people are listening and I'm helping some people out who may be going through the same thing or just a different injury or anything like that. I know you're in a boot right now yourself, so that's never fun. <laughs> Trust Absolutely me. I get it. Not. <laughs> get it. Been there. Right. Still there. <laughs> and we will get you on for interview number three in the future as well. Once you kind of get back to running and racing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. As soon as we're allowed to, I'm all, I'm down. I'm ready for it. Yes. <laughs> and that concludes this week's episode of highly functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance, where you can both join your OCR tribe, as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional. <laughs>